The Craig Fawley Show on Deadline Detroit is made possible in part by Lynette's Shrimp House, located in Highland Park. It's Metro Detroit's premier destination, serving juicy fried shrimp, fish, and wings, alongside soul food sides and new additions to the menu, like turkey tacos and desserts. Located at 13548 Woodward in Highland Park, just north of the Davidson, Lynette's is open for takeaway, noon to 8, Tuesday and Thursday, noon to 10 p.m., Friday and Saturday, and noon to 5 p.m. on Sunday. Call now, get some Lynette's. Hey, greetings, everybody. Welcome to the Craig Fawley Show on Deadline Detroit. Very glad to have you with me today. And, you know, the school year is approaching, the end of summer is approaching right now, and this is a difficult time for a lot of parents out there, especially as we transition back to the workplace. Uh, finding affordable, quality child care has been something that is not easy to do, no matter your income level, no matter what city you live in. It's incredibly difficult to find quality child care uh, that you're satisfied with. Well, the United Way uh, teamed up with the city of Detroit last year to come up with something called Connect for Care Kids. And it has helped a lot of people do just that, find quality child care. It is now expanding to all of Wayne County. And, of course, joining me today to talk about it is Jeffrey Miles, who's the Senior Director for Early Childhood Excellence at the United Way for Southeastern Michigan. Jeffrey, uh, welcome to the Craig Folly Show. It's a pleasure to have you here. Hey, thank you so much for having us today. A- absolutely. Um, it's an interesting idea. It, it, and it's one of those things that I, I guess somebody just needed to figure out how to do it. But connect, uh, talk a bit, a bit about the, the genesis of this idea um, and what you were expecting in its first year. Yeah, no, and actually this builds off of a program that had been in the city for about five years to really help families connect to Head Start specifically. And so we had a bit of a a model there, but um, through some additional partnerships with the city, as you mentioned, we were able to spend uh, a good year talking to families about what they really wanted. And they wanted to be able to have one spot to go and determine what am I eligible for? Uh, And not just Head Start. There's many great programs out there that we can get into, but they also then wanted to know how can we find where those programs are located at and then really take that first step in enrollment. And so through a great partnership with the city, Community Foundation, uh, AmeriCorps actually helped fund this initially as well. Um, We were able to come up with an expanded program that from the safety of your phone uh, via text or websites, uh, you can really, through a couple of simple questions, help determine your eligibility for Head Start, the four-year-old preschool program that we're hearing a lot about as the governor tries to expand that, the uh, state subsidy and other programs as well. Um, And so then you can uh, easily find the locations right from your phone, again, via text or our website. And really the important step is you can take that first step to to enrollment. And by answering a few more questions, we can have your information sent directly to providers. Those providers reach back out to the parents directly and really discuss the next steps for enrollment there. I mean, you know, it sounds simple. Let's create a one-stop shop for this, right? Uh, We've been hearing about that for a lot of different government programs for years, but actually implementing it. Talk a bit about that and, and how difficult it was to, you know, get everybody on the same page. 
Yeah, no. Um, on its best of times, the, the early childhood sig- uh, system is a bit fragmented. It's not like K-12 where we're all using the same platforms and sharing the same data. And so first and foremost, we wanted this to be a program for and by parents. And so we spent a lot of time doing focus groups, really understanding how parents would want to interact with the system like that, questions they were comfortable answering, not answering. And so we really started there. But then we did have to build on those relationships with the providers. They're the integral piece of this. They're the ones that take that information and really take those next steps. And so we spent significant time working with providers um, and as well as Wayne Risa. So the intermediate school district over all of Wayne County, they were great at being able to share that data, make sure everything that we had was up to date uh, so that we were giving parents accurate information. And so starting with the parents, making sure we had a product that would work for the providers as well, and then a lot of user testing. And again, we wanted to make sure this was something that every family could use. So the city helped us translate this into both Spanish and Arabic. And so both the texting and the websites are available in English, Spanish, and Arabic. And again, if you do not have internet, you can still use the texting functionality. We thought that was something incredibly important as we learn more and more about the impact of the digital divide. And so a lot of feedback from, from all of the stakeholders. Well, I mean, I, I remember when I was going through this with my son when he was young, um, you know, it was all word of mouth. Uh, that's how you found out about places or you just picked up the yellow pages back then. Um, it's it's a lot more difficult now, it seems, um, you know, and, and there are a ton of different providers. Uh, when you talk to parents and you had these focus groups, what kind of information did they really want the most? Did they want to know about the quality of the program, uh, prices? I mean, what what kinds of things were top of mind? Yeah, no, that's a a great question. And as a parent of a one-year-old and a three-year-old myself, you know, this was both something I was building here with the team, but also living, you know, real time during the pandemic. And these are are deeply personal choices. And so the idea of quality did come up and the state has a a rating system, which is a great start. And United Way um, is actually over a 10-county region, making sure that we're helping uh, providers access that and and work up. It's a five-star rating system. So Quality is absolutely integral, and that was something that that parents wanted. They also know what they're looking for, right? And so what they really wanted was to understand what their options were based on their income, number of children, age of children, and really understanding what those options were, and then taking some of those direct steps themselves. And so this is really a way for parents to empower um, themselves to, to get in contact with these providers, or again, to have those providers contact them directly if that's easier. Um, but really, this has been designed from the get-go to, to help parents get that information. A lot of us rely on our social networks or um, you know, even our professional networks, and a lot of families don't have access to that. And so we really wanted to bring that same information that a lot of us get through those other avenues to the parents directly and to, to devices that we know they use every day. And so being mobile first and mobile friendly was, was something that was very important um, as we deliver this information. Well, and, and, you know, for anybody that's listening to this right now, um, go ahead and give us the text number just so we'll, we'll mention it a few more times, but if they want to text something, uh, they can just text a, a code. What is that code? Yeah, it is kids to four, two, seven, seven, three or four care. 
And uh, you can always get it from connectforcarekids.org. And like I said, we'll mention that again in a little bit. Yep. Um, I think one of the things that I, I was intrigued by is, you know, just how many people maybe aren't taking full advantage of of some of the benefits that are offered out there to parents, especially those with lower incomes. Uh, and, and not enough people are probably taking advantage of what's available for them. So they might think that child care is out of their reach. You know, and not only that, but the eligibility has changed. And so we want to make this simple. We handle all of that changing on the back end. And again, our goal is to to identify the best fit for a family. And so by answering a few questions about number of individuals in the household, that annual income, and there's additional qualifiers. Income is not the only qualifier. So if you're experiencing homelessness or veteran status can impact some of these. And so we take all of those into account in our algorithm and uh, really take the math um, and simplify that for for the families. But yeah, absolutely. Um, Head Start has different eligibility than the Great Start Readiness Program, which is the state's four-year-old program. And so our goal was to not have parents have to think about any of that, but answering these same sorts of questions will help us filter for them, you know, what those best options are. From there, they can contact the providers directly or they can take that next step um, and we'll make sure that they get connected within 48 hours. So this is also a, a quick turnaround time. Well, that's good. I mean, like I said, this is a time right now when people yes. are trying to figure yeah. this stuff out. Uh, you know, talk about scaling it up, though, countywide here, uh, because, again, it started in the city of Detroit uh, and you've decided to expand it to the entire county, which just proves, again, this is not an easy decision to make, regardless of your of where you live, what income level, et cetera. Uh, it's, it's different for every family. Uh, how difficult was it to do that? Because if you start getting out into the burbs, there's a whole lot more providers uh, out there as well. Um, so you had a whole new network of people you had to contact. Absolutely. And that's where we really relied on our, our long-term relationship with providers. But again, our great partnership with Wayne Risa. I cannot understate how important that ISD was in, in really helping us sell this both to the providers in um, out Wayne, uh, as well as the different groups. So again, we had started with Head Start, but understanding the four-year-old programs and the state subsidy as well. And so we wanted to make sure that while we can't connect you directly to my bridges, we can make sure that you understand that you're eligible. But we had many meetings uh, with Wayne Risa. They brought their providers together time and again to both review the questions that we were asking, again, making sure that that information was still actionable for providers um, and they could receive it in a way that they could plug right into their enrollment systems. And so a lot of back and forth. These were, you know, this was months and months to uh, both build and then scale out to Wayne County. But can't understate the importance of the system all working together towards this common end. Well, you know, Jeffrey, I think one of the really important things that we have seen over the past couple of decades is is this understanding of how important early childhood education is. Uh, and, and more and more parents are wanting to take advantage of it. It's you don't have a whole lot of families that are skipping kindergarten the way that they used to um, or, or, you know, preschool before that. Uh, but it also seems as if we haven't necessarily prioritize the importance of quality uh, childhood, early childhood education over the years. It, it, are we getting to a point now where we're starting to recognize, one, how difficult a job this is, uh, and two, that we need to start you know, compensating people for the important work that they're doing? You know, you hit on a couple of the points I wanted to bring up, but, you know, early childhood and quality early childhood is a public good that is often subsidized on the backs of private providers. They are not paying their staff what they want to to keep them in and to keep prices low. 
I think one of the silver linings of the pandemic is it has really shown the importance of early childhood in the larger economic situation, right? And so if parents don't have safe quality places to send their children, they can't return to work. And so I think this has really shown how this needs to fit in there. But you're absolutely right. In order to make a long-term gain here, we've got to have real conversations about wages. You know, the average wage in Michigan for an infant care worker is about $10 an hour. You can drive down any major road and see any fast food restaurant offering, you know, way more than that with signing bonuses. And so we need to make sure that as we think about these short term dollars that are coming in, how do we turn that into to long term wage increases? The other thing is we have quantified this. Uh, James Heckman, a Nobel laureate, has done a lot of research over decades on the return on investment in early childhood. And it far exceeds a lot of other types of social programs. A strong start means you enter kindergarten and K-12 ready to learn. You hit your third grade reading mark so you can move on. And you're more likely to graduate and have a, a higher paying job, which has its own return to society by way of taxes. Actually, people have better long-term health outcomes if they have an early, a quality early childhood start. And so we have to stop thinking of this as something that continue to be paid for by private individuals or subsidized by these providers and recognize it as the long-term benefit that it is. And I think the state is really starting to see that and take great strides in, in recognizing that. And lastly, these are not babysitters. These are small businesses. Exactly. And so they have to pay taxes. They have to do payroll. And we really need to figure out how do we make sure that those smallest of the small businesses have the same access to the supports as the larger uh, maybe more corporate or national type child care providers. Uh, I want to remind my audience, uh, my guest is Jeffrey Miles. He's the Senior Director of Early Childhood Excellence for the United Way for Southeastern Michigan. We're talking about the expansion of the Connect for Care Kids program, uh, which basically gives parents vital information about child care offerings uh, close to them, affordability questions, uh, quality questions. And I want to bring that back up for just a second, because we have used the word quality probably 20 times. Uh, as you mentioned, this is not just babysitting. Uh, programs are being developed for younger kids all the time. And we're starting to get a really good idea of, of the types of things that they benefit from in early childhood education, uh, pre-K and things like that. Uh, we're taking that much more seriously than we used to as well. Uh, this isn't just kids playing with blocks or, col blocks or coloring all day. Uh, what do we know about what constitutes quality in the places that we're bringing our children to? Yeah, uh, that's a great question. And the state has a, a long time quality rating system. It's a five star scale that really starts with the bare minimums, bloodborne pathogens, keeping the kids physically safe, and then works up to the things that you're talking about, where a five star provider would have a curriculum that we know is developmentally appropriate for the ages of the kids, has milestone tracking so that we know that they're moving through those developmental milestones and hopefully enter kindergarten are ready to learn. What we also know is that quality doesn't just stop and start in the classroom. And really what, what James Heckman had figured out in his research is it's the wraparound supports that we give to these families. It's what happens to them outside of the classroom. Because again, 
if you're not, if you're coming to school hungry or if you don't have a consistent place to sleep, all of those things really have a, a huge impact in in the early years. You know, 90 percent of the brain is developed by age three. And so we need to make sure that not only are we supporting the families and the children rather in the classroom, but we're supporting the children outside of the classroom. And so we have been very deliberate um, when we built Connect for Care Kids to make sure that we are giving parents those options as well. And so about 80 percent of our, our youth right now are opting in for a phone call from one of our 2-on-1 care advocates. We heard very clearly from parents, when I'm looking for child care, I'm looking for child care. And that's really what I want to focus on. But we also have the ability now to contact them two, three weeks out from their usage of the system and have some of those other conversations to make sure that rent isn't an issue, that utilities are being taken care of. And, and that has really been shown to have a, an equal impact um, on, on the quality of those programs and, and on the quality of the experience, more importantly, that those children are, are receiving. And, and I, I have to ask if if this system is also equipped to help people with uh, children with special needs, uh, because, you know, those services can be really difficult to find. If, if you have a, an autistic child, uh, it's not always easy to find places that are that are qualified to care for them. Yeah, no, another important question, and especially as children have been out of a lot of the places where we start to identify that. And so we do ask some of those questions, and that will certainly be part of the enrollment process once you get connected to a provider. But one of the other tools that Connect for Care has is, is called the Ages and Stages Questionnaire. So that is probably the most universally used screening tool in the nation. And uh, families for free can can log on and, and take that to about 25 questions, very approachable. It was designed to be used by parents or anyone that spends significant time with the classroom. And based on that information, we can get you connected to one of our specialists. You can have a more in-depth conversation, give you questions you should be asking your pediatrician or give you additional resources like early on um, so that you can go on and get a full assessment. But absolutely, and, and all of these programs are, are really equipped to help families with that once they start that enrollment process as well. Well, and, and how are you gauging success of this? Uh, is it strictly just how many people are taking advantage of the service that you're basing this on, or are there other outcomes that you're looking at? You know, obviously volume is important and we want to make sure. sure that we're reaching as many families as possible, but it's really twofold. We want to make sure that parents are getting what they need out of the system. And so we're continuing to do ongoing feedback to make adjustments as needed, but also that providers are getting value out of it. If we're sending them leads that aren't qualified and that those aren't turning into enrolled kids, we need to make sure that, that we are adjusting that. But I'm happy to say that the last time we looked at the numbers, we're back to almost 2019 uh, numbers as far as families starting to to get ready for fall and go in and we're, we're on track to have our biggest month this year. About 65% of our families that do uh, that start and engage with the program make it through to that enrollment process. Those are are very good percents as far as making it all the way through. So our goal now is to to really grow the funnel. Uh, we're having conversations in Oakland County. Uh, I was going to say you, you guys are in seven counties. Uh, what's the, what's the expansion plan? Yeah, no. So we're we're in conversations in Oakland and hopefully Macomb soon as well. Um, we would love to see this grow, but but each county has its own system, and so really understanding not how to be duplicative, but how to really be value additive. And so as we think about how we expand and a lot of the 
the enrollment efforts that usually happen, the fairs, going to the sporting events aren't happening. And so we really see this as one big virtual enrollment fair that can really plug into to any system that a county or ISD may operate. And so we're hopeful that in the coming months, we'll see uh, further expansion. Well, well, Jeff, I want to give you an opportunity before we wrap up to once again, give people that number to text. Yeah, no, definitely go to connectforcarekids.org. All of the information is right there and uh, we'll get you squared away um, as soon as possible. And again, those providers, there are still seats out there available in Spanish and Arabic and definitely check out the website connectforcarekids.org. Well, very good. And uh, I'll tell you what, you know, your next project should be trying to do something similar for people who are dealing with elder care issues. Uh, desperately needed for for a lot of people and and it seems like this might be a great model uh that could help a lot of people well and all of this is built on the foundation of a community information exchange that united way is really trying to bring to all of these different sectors so hopefully we can uh, come back and talk about some of those advances uh next time i think that's a great idea Uh, we will have you back and for those of you listening to the podcast again if you go down into the description of the podcast for today's uh the link is going to be there for you to find more information because i know there are a lot of you out there right now that are indeed uh looking to find good quality child care for your kids uh because you know everybody's going back to work which is not a bad thing um but you know at the same time it's it's a big change and so hopefully they will be ready they will check out jeff's service over at the united way uh connect for care kids it's a it's a Great program and uh, happy to highlight it today. Thank you for your time, sir. Thank you for having us. All right. This is the Craig Folly Show on Deadline Detroit. And once again, I want to make sure you have that number uh, just so in case you are looking. Again, all you have to do is text KIDS. That's K-I-D-S. Text KIDS to 42273. Again, that's 42273, and you can get that information about child care, um, and it is a really cool program. Glad to talk about it on my program today. This is the kind of thing I like to do on this show. I like to highlight organizations doing good work in the community and hopefully provide some interesting information and you know, give you a conversation that actually uh, hopefully is interesting as well. That's what I like to do, and I appreciate your support. I would like to remind you that if you do like what I'm doing with this podcast, please subscribe to it, like it, rate it on the rating services so that it shows up there in a couple more places. And and again, you know, we talk about Detroit specific things. We talk about national things sometimes. Uh, really, if you think there's anybody out there that, that would benefit from listening to this program, please tell a friend. That's a huge way to do it as well. Share the content, all that good stuff. I really do appreciate it. And don't forget, you can advertise on this program if you like as well. I've always got room for more. So just uh, contact me. It's really simple to do. The Craig Folly Show at gmail.com. Again, that's The Craig Folly Show at gmail.com. Maybe you want to advertise your business on the program. I would love to highlight what you're doing. Thanks for being here. Certainly do appreciate it. We'll talk again soon. Don't forget, every Friday, it's the week that was on Deadline Detroit, available, of course, as a podcast. But we also stream it live on my Facebook page, on my show's Facebook page, and on Deadline Detroit's YouTube page each Friday at 1135. So we would love to have you join us for that. And again, if you join us on the Craig Folly Show's page or on Deadline Detroit's page, you can leave comments. For some reason, if you're watching it on my personal page, the comments don't come through to me on this software we use. But uh, because it's a personal thing and there's some weird, you have to give this weird permission. So if you don't want to give permission, you can leave comments on the Craig Folly Show's Facebook page while it's live. And I will see them there or if you're watching on uh, YouTube. So think about that. 
just just a comment. We like getting the live comments. We can put them on the screen and everything. It's kind of cool. So we will obviously put them through if they are not offensive in any way. So, you know, and that's just a judgment call based on me. So I'm the one that gets to decide these sorts of things. Anyway, have a great day. We'll talk again soon. Thanks. Looking for the latest news and information about our great city of Detroit? Head to DeadlineDetroit.com for one-stop shopping for the most important stories of the day. Deadline Detroit has some of the best journalists in town, providing original reporting, videos, and podcasts that keep you in the know about everything happening in Detroit. Become a member today, and you'll automatically be entered into a drawing for prizes, including gift cards to some of Detroit's best restaurants. Go to DeadlineDetroit.com membership.